0: ready get ready strap yourself in keep your hands arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain now here's your host chris voss Hi, folks. chris voss here from the Thechrisvossshow.com. show.com the chris voss show.com welcome to the big show friends we certainly appreciate it and now a man who loves dogs more than he likes cats. It's just a personal flavor of people. If you like cats, it's fine with me. But uh, <laughs> that's my thinking. I don't know what that means. I wrote that just off the top of my head. It makes no sense. But that's the fun part of it. It's funny. If or and if it's not, well then it's stupid. And that's funny too. Anyways, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Chris Vos show. I just think I just laid the foundation of our whole podcast down. Uh be sure to refer the to- <laughs> show family friends and relatives uh go to goodreads.com for it chris youtube.com for it chris Foss, all the crazy places we have on the internet we have a legitimate uh country music star on the show with us today where you're going to be talking about his life uh some of his influences uh what he does how he does it and some of his life journey scott haley is on the show with us today he's gonna be talking to us about uh, his amazing journey hello scott how are you doing there buddy
1: right hey, man i'm doing great thank you so much for having me chris
0: Thanks for coming. We certainly appreciate it. Let me uh, spit out your bio here, so we can lay a foundation for everybody here. Uh, his earliest influences—I don't know why I'm talking in the third person. So he's now broken the fourth wall. He's in the show. Uh, but his earliest influences were Billy Ray Cyrus and my, one of my favorites, rock legend Sammy Hager. What a god, Sammy Hager. Uh Coming from hard scrabble upbringing, his parents pulled together money to take him to see Billy Ray Cyrus live in concert. This life-changing moment inspired him to dedicate his life to. Country music. Uh, never afraid of hard work, he built a promising career at the West Texas oil fields as a directional drilling consultant. After 19 years of making a living with this oil company, he turned his hard hat uh, into a finally pursue his dream of playing country texas country music specifically and uh he has several hits such as facebook jail i think i've been in that hit uh Overserved, <laughs> zombie town i think i've been in that one too uh truth about texas he's taken his uh, country music to music fans all over the world
1: welcome to the show scott how are you Man, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Fabulous, man. I love your I love your whole uh, mantra there. Uh so give us a dot com where people can find you on the interwebs and get to know you better. Or hear some of your music.
1: ScottHaley.com
0: There yeah. he goes. ScottHaley.com. You can find you on Spotify and all those other places. Listen to some of your music earlier today.
1: Oh, awesome. Thank you for thank you for listening to it.
0: There you go. So you've been playing country think- music since
1: you were nine years old? Yeah, yes, it's a, yeah, uh, yeah in the sh- If singing in the shower counts, I've been playing music since an
0: <laughs> Well, this is pretty awesome. Uh, you just got off a tour in Ukraine. We'll talk about that some more in a second. And then you, uh, and then you, uh, are planning a tour here in America. Uh, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Let's uh, talk about, uh, where you came from, what grew up and how that shaped you. You have know, kind of an interesting story and it's some of it's in encased in your life, uh, or the, your song, The Life I've Lived.
1: Yes, sir. You know, I come from a, a very humble beginnings. Um, my mother was 14, uh, when I was born and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, she, she, uh, she, uh, she made the decision to keep me, you know, uh, when she was pressured to not keep me and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she put her faith in God and, you know, uh, um, she decided to have me and, and she did her best to give me, uh, uh, one of the best upg- upbringings possible. And, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, you know, we're very poor when I was young. Um, mm-hmm. they, they worked very hard to, to become, uh, successful people. Uh, I lost my, my real dad to a suicide when I was, uh, eight Sorry. years old. And, uh, you know, my stepdad, Tim, he, uh, you know, he, he stepped in and, and, um, you know, done an amazing job at, at becoming a father figure. Uh, and, and they, uh, they gave me a very good life growing up. And, uh, there you go. I'm forever grateful for that.
0: There you go. Well that sh- that shapes you in a lot of ways. I mean uh, the suicide and being uh I can't remember what they call it but I think it's there's six people that are most affected by a suicide usually in every case. And and it it makes a difference in our life and changes it. it sounds like you went through a lot of challenges in childhood that maybe shaped you and shape what's going into your music.
1: I would, I would say nearly every song I write, uh, mm-hmm. some of that inspiration from my, my father's suicide, uh, is instilled in those songs. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's, a uh, suicide is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and anybody that has to deal with it, uh, at some point you're going to have to pick a direction. You're going to mm-hmm. have to let the, you're going to have to let that terrible tragedy drag you down in life, or you're going to have to let it build you up. And, uh, mm-hmm. Remember it. Remember the pain, and use it as an example to do some sort of good. Uh, you know, and at the the very least, uh, keep others from from uh, committing that that terrible act.
0: Definitely, you know, it, it, the thing about artists is they they usually are really great at transforming pain, suffering, uh, you know, the challenges and cathartic times we go through in life, and they're they're they turn into valuable art that that we can use to. Realize that we're not alone in the world and that, uh, and that, hey, uh, you know, there's, here's a way through the darkness and, and we can inspire the people. And a lot of people do that through their art, you know?
1: Right. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm known as a party animal, the life of the party. And, and most people would, uh, they'd never, uh, they'd never know this. And, and I don't know if I've ever even said it, but I can only write sad, painful songs. Hmm. Uh whatever you know, I've got a lot of happy songs. I didn't write. I had to have a co-writer. I got a guy named Paul Cook. Uh he he partners up with me on nearly every song. And uh he's a king of cheese. You know, and, uh, when I combine my powers with him, we can write a happy, uh, cheesy country song. Yeah. Uh, but me personally, I mean, I can't uh, I can't sit down and write an upbeat, happy song. I mean, there's something I'm a happy person, but yeah. there, there's a there's a something deep seated in my my subconscious that, you know, that's where all the the pain and everything comes out is whenever I'm actually writing music.
0: Probably where a lot of emotion resonates, and 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 what that is, and emotion comes through in art. I mean, that's the right. that's the great thing about art, you know. And not everyone can write, you know, journey songs about fluff and love and cute cutesy stuff. You know, I mean, I love Journey, but you know, I remember uh, I think it was uh, it was what's his face, the lead singer of Metallica. He wrote some mini. Uh, about what, you know, the music they write. I'm a big Metallica fan. And he's like, you know, we write about darkness and depression and, and, you know, kind of dark thinking and different things. But, you know, people find that cathartic and, you know, not, a, we don't write fluffy, pretty songs, but we write songs that help people inspire them. In fact, if, if I'm angry, mad or, or I've got something, you know, I'm, I'm bent about, I can go listen to Metallica and it, you know, kind of takes the piss out of it. It kind of like, you know, that head bang. You're like, you know, and then you feel better, and you're like, oh, I don't want to kill everybody now. I think I'll be okay.
1: <laughs> you know, that, you know, never if you had a great day at work. And, and you know, you got a promotion. You don't go get in your truck and listen to Metallica on the way home. You <laughs> That's know, true, yeah. but, but if somebody pissed you off at work, yeah. you know, there's a pretty good chance you're going to play Metallica. Anger, anyway. misery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a song I've always said, you know, that, that music is. You know God's language to the heart. That's how He speaks mm. to it. We have got something if we're angry. We got something if we're sad. Yeah. Uh, we got stuff we can listen to if, if we're happy. You know, if we just need to be uplifted, we got gospel music. You know, there's so many, there's yes. there's a song out there for every single feeling.
0: There is. There is, in fact, uh, well, you said feeling. I was going to say, don't stop believing. My journey, anyway. <laughs> uh, there's a feeling song. I probably can't think of one. So you you do a lot of what you uh, term as Texas country music. What's the difference there there? Uh, is it very ZZ Top-ish or what's going on?
1: Well, you know, it, it's I've kind of um, you know. I guess I've been coined that. Um, mm-hmm. If I had it my way, I'd be up on the stage, rock and Metallica, you know, style music. <laughs> uh, you know, I love rock. When I need more depression maybe I don't know <laughs> Yeah, well you know when I'm driving down the road I'm listening yeah I'm listening to rock you know I mean that's my thing and if I could I'd be a rock star ah. uh, but if you hear the way I talk it don't go over very well yeah uh, I'm just a little too redneck uh to, to pull off the rock but yeah I mean um country maybe there music, could be like a guy.
0: Texas Twain Metallica I don't know <laughs> yeah what do I know
1: you, well you know uh uh, life I've lived, you know, one of my, my recent releases, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a rocked up country Americana. I don't know what you call it here in Texas. Mm-hmm. They call it red dirt because they don't know what, they don't know what the hell to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's rockin' country, which is the same thing that, you know, ZZ top was doing. Um, you know, it's evolved over the years. There's been so many different acts, you know, uh, yeah. uh when I was, when I was young, it was, uh, cross Canadian ragweed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, these, these guys, they, uh, they were some, you know, they were actually at Oklahoma. Uh, they were just a couple of rockers, but they, they, uh, they attracted the country people. So the honky tonks would bring them in and they had this, they just somehow the, the term red dirt come about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cross Canadian ragweed, the great divide, uh, you know, Pat Green, um, reckless Kelly, um. It, which Pat Green was more country but you know uh, the other three you know I mean it kind of it kind of started this this entire movement uh, red dirt movement and now it's evolved into the the co wetzels and Giovanni and the hard guns and uh, whiskey Meyer uh, and if you go back you listen to those three guys that I just named uh, mm-hmm. and you go back and listen to ZZ top it's actually all very close
0: yeah in fact a lot of it, you know it's rooted in the blues i mean that's the thing about country yes. music it's it's got a really close root to the blues and you know when i grew up there was always kind of this great divide of rock and country but over the last 20 30 years or so i've been alive for a long time damn it um is uh, is uh you know there's a lot of crossover that's gone on you know where music passes from back and forth in fact i think dolly Parton's working on a rock album evidently right now i
1: can't wait to hear that
0: I can't wait to hear that. I hope she dances to rock when she does it because I've been a big fan of um upper part. Uh, but uh, no, she's a wonderful woman and brilliant yes. artist. But uh, so you—it's kind of interesting. You go on this journey. You're you're writing songs. So you want to go see Billy Ray Cyrus when you're young. Did you did you keep writing? Did you keep playing uh, practicing your music, or you you kind of went on this career path where you went off to the oil fields?
1: Well, you know, so uh, growing up, you know, I mean, I remember, uh, it's funny if my, if I ever got mad at my stepdad, you know, I always get mad. I'd have these dreams that my mom would divorce him and marry Garth Brooks, you know, uh, <laughs> and, uh I'd wake up. Uh,
0: then. I think yeah, he's still I, huge. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, the guy, he, yeah. Just there was one time there, where
0: man. he was like the biggest artist ever in any genre. Well,
1: yeah. you know, yeah. And I mean, he, he kind of yeah. changed, uh, changed music. Some say for the better, you know, some yeah. say for the worse. I mean, I, I think he's, uh, I'm a huge Garth fan. Um,
0: well, you wanted you know. to be your dad. So, you know, <laughs> you got that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was, that's all, you know, I, all, we, I had a friend, uh, uh, named Tim, uh, you know, uh, when I was, uh, you know, nine, ten 10 years old and I uh, wouldn't, go out to the playground, everybody out there playing sports, you know, and, and, uh, we were, you know, uh, we were playing country music stars. He'd be Garth. I'd be, I'd be Billy Ray, you know, and we go, we go hide out and sing songs, you know, and, and, you know, is, you know, puberty hit and, you know, uh, wanted to chase girls. And I realized that sports was, was a way better way to, to accomplish that goal. And, uh, you know, I went the sports route and, uh, you know, went, went to college and tried to play. I wasn't very good. Uh, I thought I was good in the class a school, but whenever I got to college, I realized I was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I always tinkered, tinkered with guitar, you know, uh, sitting around a campfire. Um, I'm still not a very good guitar player. I think I'm a good songwriter, but I'm a terrible guitar player. Uh, but you know, I, I got into, got into oil and gas, uh, um, you know, following nine 11, uh, you know, it kind of kind of changed everything. Everybody was trying to get finance degrees, uh, and I was class of two thousand two, um, which was the you know that was the year where two thousand one was was my senior year mm-hmm. uh, when the when nine eleven happened. And after that, it completely changed everything. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, guys were we were being pushed to go out and get finance degrees uh in my area, Rising Star, Texas. Uh, peanut farming was a big thing. You either went into peanut farming or you went to college to get a finance degree. No. Well, following nine 11, the peanuts moved out, all the quotas were sold and, and they moved back to, to New Mexico and the Texas panhandle. Mm-hmm. And then finance, obviously shortly after that, we had the, the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. I may have got that backwards, uh, but yeah. the the real estate collapse. And he, so that was out the window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and oil two hours west of me, you have the world's largest oil boom in the in the Permian Basin. Yeah, and uh, it, it was it was hard to turn away. I mean, you could go make more money than any college degree would offer you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and so, it, music definitely went on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the way, so from the time I was 20, 19 years old until I was thirty six, never thought about playing music. Hmm. And, and uh, then uh, you know, one
0: day what you decided to pick it up then.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I worked up into management and I, I just got to a point where I just wasn't enjoying life. There was just something mm-hmm. missing. Uh, you know, had a, an amazing wife, an amazing son, uh, but just something didn't feel complete. Um, you know, my blood pressure was through the roof. I was up over 300 <laughs> pounds. I was working all the dang time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, it wasn't jiving in life. And and one day, uh, you know, uh, I was on so many at the time I was on so many pills to keep my blood pressure down Jeez. keep my, keep my mood right. Um, that I was just basically a zombie. Um, uh-huh. one day, you know, I, I decided to quit the pills. That was awful. Uh, that, don't, don't ever just stop taking a just bunch of pills. Stop, yeah. Uh, that, uh, but you know, I, that's why I, I never went. stop. <laughs> just don't stop. I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I um, you know, I, one day, uh, you know, I we, weaned myself off all the, the medications I was on, uh, started losing weight, uh, lost a lot of weight fairly quick. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just realized like, man, this is not my life. Uh, so I had a, a 200, nearly $250,000 a year job and I just quit one day. Wow. Uh, I know that's a, the craziest damn thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just quit. And on the way home, I thought, man, what, what am I going to do with my life now? And so I stopped at a pawn shop and, and I, looking around just, just trying to kill time and I saw them guitars and I said I think that's what I'm going to do uh-huh. so I bought there one of those guitars and and I got home and I told my wife I said, uh, I said hey uh, I quit my job <laughs> she said you what <laughs> I said, yeah I quit my job and, uh, she, she said uh, what are you going to do I, said, I think I'm going to start playing music uh, I didn't sleep in the bed for a long oh. time <laughs> Yeah, I'll yeah. do uh, it. Yeah, uh, but, but that, that's it. how uh, that's how I got back into it.
0: Because in her head, she's going, yeah, that means groupies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got a meat guarding situation there. Um, so you, you decide to do this. How many albums have you put out or songs or singles?
1: So uh, I know I put out one 10-song album. Okay. Um, and and if you listen to it, it's probably a. It it sounds about like somebody's first album. Mm. Um, but you know, we've we've released um, can't say exact four or five singles since then, and and you know we're, we're starting. Uh, I'm starting to find myself in in the music that uh that, that I'm creating. I, I've got a, a great team around me. As mm. I mentioned earlier, you know Paul Cook, um, he's an amazing songwriter. Um, but the 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 one that's really making the change right now, he's a he's a producer. Uh, his name's John Dan McBride. Uh, he he actually plays in Aaron Watson's band, hmm. and um, John Dan has been extremely uh, crucial to to what I'm creating now. He, we were able to work together. He, excuse me he he, he he's able to work with my style, uh, you know, of what I want um, and and create the, the instrumental music uh, to match that that style I'm looking for. And, and we're starting to find a groove. And with every song that, that we produce, uh, it's getting closer and closer to that.
0: Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So now yeah. you, you, you kind of curve back a little bit when the Ukraine war starts out to oil. Uh, how does that all play in together? Tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: Uh, how I got back to oil? Yeah, with the Ukraine and the war. And- oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um <laughs> music don't pay a lot. <laughs> uh, well, at least
0: not starting out, right? Yeah.
1: No, you know, it it was doing we were doing really great. Uh got some big shows, um, you know, uh, open for some for some major acts. Uh then COVID hit. Um yeah, and it just com- Yeah, it, it just completely. I think I canceled you know, in one week, I canceled over 40 shows. Wow. Um, you know, I'm sitting there. My family's been, reached out by, uh, Rising Star and, and I'm, I've got a, my little deer camp that I hide out over there. And, uh, it was, it was the greatest place to quarantine, but, uh, you know, I drank a lot of beer and, uh, didn't get a lot done. And uh, I dipped a lot of snuff and smoked a lot of cigars. Uh, <laughs> some good music. Uh, yeah. but you know, uh, I, I, I run out of money. And, uh, you know, the, the, when COVID, although COVID wrecked everything, uh, the one thing it didn't wreck was, uh, the drive for energy. Uh, mm. so the oil field was still, it was still, you know, booming. And, um, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and kind of tinker with that. So I went back and, uh, you know, I've I'd, I'd done a little bit of consulting and, and got everything built back up, tried to go back into music, um, and just never, never had that same, um, mm. uh, I just never never had that same impact like it did before. I had a hard time getting the bigger shows yeah uh you know it's it's once you get on a wave and you ride that wave for a while if you jump off, it's hard to find another
0: wave, yeah, plus uh, there haven't been a lot of shows going on because of covid no so no yeah. and,
1: and you know when some of these these acts that you know were playing in bars you know in in the bars before covid you know it cost them twenty thirty thousand dollars to get these guys in bars well. Mm-hmm. When they dropped their price down to five thousand or, or lower, you know, just to play shows, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a big uh, demand for me and uh, mm-hmm. guys, you know, uh, you know, guys that are in that that medium tier. Uh, so, I mean, we to to go play, you know, we, we went from you know getting shows to where we could you know pay a pay a band and, and put a little bit of money in your pocket, you know, to where you could pay your bills to uh, mm-hmm. barely be able to pay your band, yeah. You know? And so it just wasn't it just wasn't feasible to stay in music
0: yeah and um, and so you i mean even now, I mean, I think the shows are just barely coming back. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of shows that have been rescheduled over and over again, and hopefully, this is a year where everybody gets to tour. You know, I had the same thing where all my shows got shut down. You know, the events that we go to, like CS Show, NABE, South by Southwest, um, I watched a lot of money disappear from that, so I know the feeling. Um, so you you just got done touring in in Europe, and I think you were tying that together with helping right. Ukraine in some way with the war.
1: Yeah, so whenever uh i'd caught a bad case of covid uh at the end Mm -hmm. of uh the end of 2021 Mm -hmm. and uh i had it you know i've had it four times but this was the 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 third time i caught it i i'd had a a bad reaction with the with the some arthritis that i had and and it Mm -hmm. just basically i lost the ability to walk for a couple weeks and holy crap uh, it got up in my hips and and uh you know it's been a little uh, you know, a couple of days in the hospital and uh, and then I was immobile for a few weeks. And then, you know, for about a month, I was walking on a cane. Well, mm-hmm. I got I couldn't see uh, it, just my voice. had it, it got I mean, I don't know how it affected it just laying around so much. I don't know what it was, but so well, if I can't sing, I, I might as well go back to the oil field. So uh, so I went back to consulting. Well, then I, I got the opportunity um, shortly. This was right when Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I had a, an old business associate hit me up and asked if I wanted to go uh, um, <clears throat> help out with an operation uh, consulting in Romania. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Where the hell's Romania?" So, uh, he's <laughs> I do like, oh, <laughs> Well, he says it's in Europe. So, so I look. Well, I, I yeah, yeah. So I get on a map, you know, and, and I didn't know, I, I could have told you if it was in South America, what, you know, I mean, I, just, I didn't know, but I get on a map and I look and it's just right there next to Ukraine. I'm like, ah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and the more I thought of, you know, first I said no and the more I thought about it, you know, uh, I, I, I believe that, you know, I, I believe in God and, and I, you know, I mean, that it's very, um, Coincidental that an opportunity like that would come up, you know, and I got to, to look at what they were going through and seeing that, uh, Russia, you know, Russia was now putting the, the squeeze on energy to the rest of Europe, uh, cut the pipelines off. And, mm-hmm. you know, Europe, that's a, that place gets pretty cold. I mean, it gets cold here, but yeah. it's it cold there and it stays cold. Yeah. And, uh, um, so they don't see the about, sun
0: much in London.
1: Mm-mm, no, no, no. And, you know, Romania is, is not, uh you know it's not a very lucrative country um you know they uh just come out of communism in the you know early 90s uh and you know they they they're making strides they're wonderful people wonderful yeah. amazing people mm-hmm. um but you know uh, the the horrors of communism are not so easy to overcome um and you know i, I knew that that they were going to have problems and and you know uh, to go in there and help these guys Uh, drill for for oil and gas i mean that was that's something that i felt led to do Uh, so yeah so i've done it and it was an amazing experience uh um so while i was there i had some some guys reach out to me and um you know ask if i'd be interested in and playing music Hmm. i was like well i I can't sing anymore like well try you know so uh (laughs) Just like I did when I was nine years old, I got in the shower and tried. You know, uh, yeah. and, uh you know, I got, to, I found out like, hey, you know, my voice has gotten better. So, I, so I went up to a music store in in Macau in uh, Romania, and bought a guitar. And um, you know, uh, in the middle of that project, when I had days off, I, I went to Poland and played. Uh, I went back to went back to work in Romania and finished that project. And then I stayed there for uh, for several months. And in, in all, I was there for eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we played a lot of benefits for, uh, Ukrainian refugees in Poland. Um, uh, just played shows to the, the Ukrainians. And, and it was an experience, um, that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, it was wow. a, an amazing experience. It was different, uh, very different, mm-hmm. very different than here. Um, there was, I, I would say that it, it changed my outlook on being a musician here, uh, probably for forever. There
0: you go. I mean the life experience is, is something that makes all the difference, you know. And and some artists are shaped that way. Jimi Hendrix d- didn't be huge till he he traveled Europe. And I think there's some other vice verses of that where people came here and people went to Europe and and came back and, you know, the stuff you learn and some of the flavors you did. So you did the tour over there and uh how are you received in Europe? I mean, Texas country music is kind of uh is it is it, you know, popular well accepted over there? They like it?
1: Well, you know, for the most part, it was, it was accepted, you know, very well. Um, mm-hmm. we played some big crowds. We played to some small crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, I mean, there's lots of times, um, you know, you'd look off the stage and every eye was engaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were playing, sometimes they had, uh, interpreters, you know, uh, interpreting the words to, to whatever their language was, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Poland. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, we were all over Europe, but Poland really sticks out, you know. Really? But, Huh? Yeah, it, it's a that's a that's a hidden gem. <laughs> if anybody, uh, if they they've never, you know, you don't you don't usually hear people saying, "Hey, I'm going to go to Poland on vacation." I recommend it. Um, but yeah, um, but you know, some places uh, it wasn't so well received. <laughs> oh. so, you know, uh, they're like, mm, "This ain't my thing." You this know? is
0: a Yankee. Uh, this is Americans with the big burgers and bad <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, BO or something. I don't know. It's yeah.
1: The the yeah. I mean, you know, some, a lot of these people, they, they don't, they think that that cowboy hat is a prop. It's not uh. real. They, they don't realize that that's, we really wear cowboy hats in Texas. Definitely. Uh, but they all think that everyone, every single one of us are walking around with six shooters sitting on our hips too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, there were several times, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been asked to, uh, even here in the u.s you know i've been asked to stay and take pictures or sign autographs uh but there they would want me to dress up western and if they didn't think i was dressed western enough they'd dress me up even more western really they'd want me to stand there and take pictures because these people had never seen a real cowboy there you go real uh, cowboy yeah uh but yeah that was um it, I, that was just something i'd never seen before you know it what one, one uh story, you know, that uh, there was a, a theme park in Gruzziadz, Poland, uh, that, that I played a show at. And I stayed there for uh, four or five days. Um, okay. We didn't have nothing going on. It was a great place to rest. Uh, but there, these uh, Ukrainians, and this, this says a lot about the people of Poland, mm-hmm. uh, Ukrainians were, they would bring their, the fight made Ukrainian, they would bring their kids to Poland uh, there would be these Polish families. They didn't know each other. They would leave their kids with these Polish families. Yeah, go back and fight. It's crazy. Um, and so this theme park was full of these Ukrainian kids. And I mean, you know, they, they'd see me, and they're like, you know, they're at this Western theme park, and they just love this this uh, wild west culture. And you know, they would tell them, hey, this is a real Texan. Oh, well, they just come. I mean, you think they just seen Brad Pitt, and uh you know, so they come up. Oh, I, I, you know, I didn't think this through, but I, I had my my good hat. You know, my American Hat Company hat is about an eight hundred dollar uh-huh. hat, and uh them kids really wanted to take a picture. When I, when I so I let every one of those kids take pictures in my hat. When I got it back, it looked like a floppy sombrero. Uh, <laughs> but, but seeing a uh, you know seeing the smiles on those kids, I mean, it was uh, it was priceless.
0: What an inspiration! What an inspiration yeah. to make a difference in people's lives.
1: I mean, that's the beautiful thing
0: of what art and music does. It brings the world together, and yeah. uh, sadly, it can't seem to bring the Russians and Ukrainians together. We need, yeah. but you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe something will happen to Putin eventually. But uh, you know, it's amazing how one guy can ruin like the whole world for everybody.
1: It, uh, it is. <laughs> That, that's the, you know, and throughout history, you know, I mean, yeah. and that's, uh, even there, you know, I mean, I heard, a uh, you know, a lot of, of propaganda, you know, if people, mm-hmm. people think propaganda died with the Nazis, oh, it yeah. didn't, uh, you know, and I, I heard a lot of it there. And, you know, you think, you know, have, when are we going to learn from history that, you know, uh, the truth, uh, is the most important thing. I mean, yeah. if you if you don't dig and find the truth, you know, if you keep following these these crazy conspiracies and these crazy ideas, uh, we're going to continue screwing up as humans.
0: Exactly. One of these days, we're going to learn that the world is flat. It's not round. Uh, it's actually, <laughs> no, I, hang on. I screwed that joke up. It's a triangle. It's not flat. Uh, yeah, it's triangle. not round either. It's a triangle. <laughs> anyway. I screwed that joke up. Way to go. Uh, so yeah. there you go. So, uh, what's the future plans here? Are you working on another album? You, you're gonna keep releasing singles, uh, touring, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Right now, I'm, I'm releasing singles. Music is, is, has changed and it, it's continuously changing and, and nobody, I, if somebody could map it out and, and, and paint a clear picture of that, uh, you'd find a billionaire. Nobody knows where it's going, uh, how to navigate it right now. It's, it's uncharted waters and, and we're all trying to find our way. I believe that releasing albums right now is just a waste. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're, you're just burning off too much music. I mean, right now with, with, you know, Spotify and all these streaming platforms out there, uh, releasing singles seems to be the, the, the best way to get the most bang for your butt. Um,
0: yeah, that seems you know, to be what the music business has been doing for the last few years, This last several yeah. years, is doing a singles release, and then maybe if something hits, they make an album, put it on an album. But for the most part, you know, that's how people kind of consume music. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's, uh, I, I've been torn on it. Um, but you know, I've started releasing singles and, and I've started seeing my, my streams come back up and, and I'm starting to, to create a little bit more momentum. Uh, I had a, had a huge setback, a, a very unfortunate tragedy. Um, we had a, a tour set with a, uh, my, partner in, in the tour uh it was a um Kevin Miller uh which he had a character called Swamp Donkey and uh he was killed in a in a tragic oh, car accident uh 2 days before Christmas um so you know we've been we've been dealing with that and trying to navigate around it and uh, uh I've decided to take some time um you know to to read figure out a new path Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in, in the process we're, we're making strides there. We I put together a band. Uh, I've got a new company and I don't, I don't want to talk too much about that, but I've got a new company I'm fixing to to launch that's, that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, fits right there into the, the music that I'm creating and the, the brand that I'm, I'm shooting toward. I'm, uh, you know, I'm gearing back towards my roots, you know, which is, mm-hmm. which is rodeo. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be around, we're going to be around Texas. I'm going to keep making music and, and I I plan on coming back with a bang here soon.
0: There you go. There you go. And you know, it'd be great to see you touring on the road and doing events again. And I'm just excited. I just want life to be
1: normal again. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, you know, boredom is something that I'm, I'm looking forward to. (laughs)
0: <laughs> definitely definitely i'm i'm gonna do that when i'm like 70 or 80 i'm just gonna drool on the side on a porch i tell all my friends i'm like uh, we better make some shit happen so that when we're sitting on the porch drooling down the side of our mouth we at least have some good memories or something. <laughs> we got that going on but people are like but you drool out the side of your mouth now and i'm like well i you know i that's uh i have i have plenty of head wounds so there you go (laughs) everybody knows that on the show uh anything more we want to talk out pitch or talk about what you're doing
1: you know, I, I just released another song, uh, Ghost on the Wall. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a song that I wrote, you know, about something, uh, that I was going through, uh, at the mm-hmm. time that was very hard. Um, but, you know, uh, a lot of people have taken it different, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they represent it or they, it, to them, to, to other people that listen to it, it represents, um, you know, the, the people that they've lost throughout their life. And yeah. it's a reminder that, uh, uh, you know, be careful, you know, what you say, uh, be careful about, uh, uh, cutting people off and, and hurting mm. people, uh, because one day, uh, you'll be a ghost on somebody's wall. That's and, true. Uh, you know, how you, how you want to be remembered, it's completely up to you and your actions. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good sad song. Uh, but you know, uh, I encourage you to go out and listen to it and, uh, we'll keep on, we'll keep on releasing new music. Probably here yeah, next yeah. month, month. 6 weeks I'll, I'll release another song. So.
0: There you go. I listened to it earlier today, Ghost in the Wall. Uh the guitar part's great. I love the intro. Uh but yeah, it, it did kind of remind me of of different life events that I've had whether it was death or or you know, sometimes a, a girlfriend that I moved out. Um you know, you're you're kind of like, you know, in that space where you're like, uh well, I miss them but I don't miss them, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh and so the Ghost in the Wall, you know, I remember my friend said to me, he goes I go man you know i keep thinking about her and i i know that this isn't going to work but i keep thinking about her and uh and he's like you know you you've you got her pictures around your house you got her stuff still in the house you need to get all that out of there because that's a ghost and so you know we're haunted by these ghosts in our lives so whether it's a past loved one who passed away or whatever so you know yeah. it, it's a great song for that
1: thank you thank you yeah, I, yeah. you know the the memories um In the end, all we have is memories, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, some of those are painful memories and Mm -hmm. and they do. They haunt us throughout the rest of our life.
0: Yeah. You wrote a song about Facebook jail. I think we've all, (laughs) we've all experienced that one. I think at this point, it's the algorithms really crazy now. I I had a friend uh, who, I had a friend who I can't remember what she wrote, but it was something completely innocuous. It was like a fact or something. And there was nothing there was nothing egregious about it at all. It was like just stating a fact, and she got suspended. And it's like, I think I got suspended. When did I get suspended, I got suspended for something stupid recently. Uh, you ever thought about writing any songs about Elon taking over Twitter? That seems to be a whole crap show. I
1: have. <laughs> you know, I pissed so many people off with that Facebook jail. So many know? people, yeah. Oh man, I, you know, uh, Facebook actually shadow me. I mean, if you don't think that's real, <laughs> trust me, it I is. Believe it. That thing had 60,000 hit in the first week. You know, I mean, you know how many, you know how many it's got. So two years later, it had 60,000 hits the first week, the video. Uh You know how many hits it's got today, two years later? How many? About 63,000. Wow. I mean, they, they shut it down. I mean, and anything I post, you know, I I had all kinds of interaction. I was looking up. I had like, you know, 60,000, uh, you know, a week or, or weekly engagement, however that is, uh, man i put something out and i thought it real good i I, I was like man this this right here is good i'm gonna get a lot of engagement on this i'd have like two or three likes nobody was seeing any of my stuff And it it was like that for about three months i thought my goodness goodness. and uh but yeah um it it was a it was it really you know i try to stay away from from uh i have my political views and and you know it it uh uh, it, it pisses people off. Uh, so I try to stay away from it, you know, and mm. and uh, Facebook jail was not meant to be political. It really wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, I know if you, uh, if you listen to it, you'd probably say, yeah, no, that, that, that's pretty political. Uh, but it was really, you know, it was right after the election. And, and I mean, it was just, every time somebody'd say something. They were getting kicked off Facebook. I mean, yeah. everybody was throwing. And so, so and so's cousin was getting on. Well, Billy Jackson, Facebook jail again. Just to let y'all know, you know, <laughs> yeah. just everybody, everybody just a whole narrative was Facebook jail. Everybody yeah. was getting thrown to Facebook jail. So, me and Paul got together and wrote that song, and it it was meant to be humorous, just because yeah. like, everybody was so pissed off after that election. I think it's um, worse
0: now. I mean, uh, I, I see people getting suspended for nothing, like yeah. nothing. And you're just like, they'll post like, here's what I said. And this is, and you're like, how is that offensive to anyone who reported that? I, and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I can't remember what I got. My last suspension for a couple of days, I, there was like nothing, like it was the most innocuous thing ever. It was, a, it was a joke. And it had an LOL on it too to indicate it's a joke because I've learned that I've got to put LOL or those people are <laughs> like, are you being serious? Like, no, that's a joke. That's why I wrote that. And, uh, and so you, you know, I put LOL or BWAHAH on stuff and I do that on purpose because. I want the bots to go, oh, you know, he's doing some comedy. And, uh, you know, it's just that way. So, yeah, but maybe, you know, Facebook, I don't know how many employees they have, but losing the Facebook crowd maybe is bad for the career, for music. It, it, it
1: is. <laughs> but, you know, we... It, I don't know how many of you
0: listen to country music.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just to add a little side note on that, you know, if there was... If there's one thing I can say about all this, and especially, and, and I know you see it, everybody sees it, whether you're you're far right or far left, everybody, it just seems that everybody's looking for a reason to be offended. Yeah, we've, you know, it's
0: real victimhood competition culture we have going on. Yeah, it's
1: it, it just I feel like you know, I mean, people are uh, they're so worried about finding something to be offended by that mm-hmm. they forget to, to find the small moments moments. Uh, to make you enjoy life. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's it's a but yeah, it, it's a you know cancel culture and uh, the offended uh, the the culture of the offended uh you know it, it's definitely it's made things very interesting. That's for Yeah.
0: Sure. We we really have turned into emotionalism emotionalism society. We need to change that. We need to go back to logic and reason yeah. because I mean that's what's created just about every problem we've had over the last uh, three generations. So, um, but the beautiful part is, music brings us together, and yes. we can dance and listen and sing and and uh, go to concerts and you know enjoy music regardless of what our idiot beliefs are that we're that we're working <laughs> on. We're, a, we're a bunch of stupid human beings when it comes down to it.
1: My uh, it I, I feel like when 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 it's Especially all over. Me. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, when it's, uh, when it's all said and done and, and we, uh, you know, we, we meet our maker, get to the pearly gates or, or get our 57 virgins, whatever it is, we're all going to be in shock. We're going to say, man, we're a bunch of idiots.
0: Yeah. I think that's what's going to be on my tombstone. Here lies Chris (laughs) Voss. Complete fucking idiot for one of my podcasts, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on, Scott. Very insightful and exciting. I look forward to what you're building with your career and your music and stuff. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs.
1: Yeah, .com. And uh thank you very much, Chris, for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. It's been
0: fun to have you on. I look forward to having you on again when you come back. And you're like, I sold you know, 15 platinum album. I don't know how it works. Know, clearly. <laughs> I've never done that. But, you know, you come back, you know, you probably won't even call us back, then. You're like, I got, I'm platinum now, baby. a <laughs> Brooke calls me for music. Um, oh
1: shoot. No, I'll, I'll definitely be back. If you'll have me back. I'll come back.
0: All right. We have a record of that now. So anyway, <laughs> But there you go, man. I mean, uh it's it's great. It's good that you have the career. Uh thank you very much for coming on. Thanks to for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com for Chess Chris Foss, go to YouTube.com for chess Chris Foss. And then you have a channel over there too as well, Scott, right?
1: I do. Uh I think it's just Scott Haley. There you go.
0: There you go. And yeah. check him out on Spotify, the big old Spotify. We love Spotify. In fact, our podcast on Spotify. Um, so check out his music over there. That's where I was listening to earlier today, and uh find enough stuff that brings us together. How, this would be that's what twenty twenty three should be. The thing where we get back to normal. Oh, well, instead of being so divided, we all get back together through music. Yeah, and everything. I, let's I like just that.
1: hug. Let's just hug that's one another.
0: Like, I do want to hug everybody, especially after I can't hug anybody for the last two years. But yeah. there's some people I don't want to hug. Can I punch some
1: of those people in the face? Well, that's the thing. When we get back to where we can hug and throw punches and not get offended and not press charges, not file sexual harassment charges for a hug, not file assault charges for a punch, that's whenever we're going to be back to being in the America that, that was great. There you go.
0: I love that. Uh, so thanks, us for tuning in. Uh, check us out all over the internet. Share the show with your friends and family. Uh, be sure to uh, be good to each other, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.